0: Happy Tuesday, everybody. May 31st. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, certainly a good feast to celebrate. I mean, if Mary hadn't said yes, I don't know. Maybe we'd still be waiting around. So, anyway, um, I'd like to talk about the uh, the passage from Romans today. Romans chapter 12, 9 through 16. Um, and I have to kind of comment initially before I kind of talk about the passage a little bit because frankly I've, if this wasn't you know something i read out of scripture I would think like I was like in Barnes and Noble or something just going through the self-help inspirational section you know way to live your life way to live your love way to have good relationships with other people the way to the way to all of these things that that as humans we keep searching and trying for and author upon author upon author you know, pull together and put stuff out, which has good stuff in it, Um, but obviously we believe as as Christians that without the cornerstone, eh, it's just building it on sand and it's not going to stick. But here we have Paul, and he he really kind of has this list of behaviors, list of behaviors that Christians should adapt. Now, we like lists. I have no idea why, but we, well, there are obviously a lot of people that like lists, like the 10 things to do this, 10 things to do that, um, you know, the five things, the three things. Um, maybe these kind of make us remember, I don't know better, but I get lost in them, but that's okay. Um, but here he begins with this list, and it's kind of like, reads like one of these little books, I think, and I, and I like it. It says, brothers and sisters, and I think there's like 12, 13 of them or something that he that he lists off here. Good behaviors that we should adopt. Well, and obviously why? Well, the cornerstone. Brothers and sisters, let love be sincere. Starts with love, obviously. It's got to begin with love. And who is love? God is love. Jesus is love. Begin with Jesus. Begin with the love of Jesus. The way Jesus shows love. And the way the unconditional love is from God. Sincere love. Mm, basically, you know, without a selfish agenda. Start with that kind of love. No agenda necessary. No agenda needed or wanted. It says hate what is evil. Literally ab- abhor it. I mean really <laughs> be repelled by what is, is evil. And to do that means we have to sit back and think about what might be hypocritical to the love that we espouse. You know, love gets used a lot. People say that a lot. You'll love me if um, you can show love by, and all these things. But what's behind that? Again, is there some kind of an agenda? Is there there's an hypocrisy to the world's love? And and to really be repelled by the evil in the world requires a bit of a of a spiritual discipline. Uh, I think, frankly, on our part. Because if we don't have that spiritual discipline, we just fall into the, uh, the subjective moralness of sexual or culture. What a particular controlling group or culture calls moral or the way to be is what is good. may not be necessarily good, especially if obviously it leads to the destruction of, of others. Then, next line, hold on to, literally cling to what is good. And you can kind of look at that, and they cling, that word there, literally kind of means glue yourself to what is good. I mean, like, little gorilla glue that right there, you know. So whether you want to get away from it or not, you really can't. You're just stuck. And I guess it's not so bad to be stuck to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Mutual affection. And the kind of affection they're talking about here is really, you know, a family love. You know, it's a closeness. It's a real closeness that we are going to take care of one another. And then it says anticipate one another in showing honor and in showing respect. You know, first of all, I I love using that line in in marriage prep. Anticipate one another's needs. You know, if I'm thinking about what your needs are before I'm thinking about my own, things are always going to be a little bit nicer. And the other thing is it helps facilitate another person's joy and speak another in showing honor and anticipating their joy. Um, we don't always want to do that, especially if we're in a downtime. If we're in a down period or something really nasty has happened to us and things do happen nasty to us and it really is hard to get out of those, those holes and it, it's to dig ourselves back up, um, sometimes we don't want... We don't want another person to experience joy. We want them to experience the same yuck we're experiencing. Mm. So there takes a little bit of discipline in doing that. We have to set aside our own yuckiness and realize other people can still, you know, joy continues on even if I'm not feeling it at that moment. But it'll be back. Don't worry. Do not grow slack in zeal. Burnout. Don't get burned out. But be fervent in the Spirit. Be fervent in the Spirit. Keep your enthusiasm up. Not always easy to do, especially when things get yucky and not well. But but keep that passion. Keep that conviction going for your faith. Keep that conviction going for the Lord. In fact, the next line says, Serve the Lord. Do not grow sack in zeal. Don't get burned out. But be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. You know, if we if we keep from getting burned out, if we let ourselves be fed by what we need to, if we frequent the sacraments, if we read our scriptures, if we do prayer, if we hang with people that we know we're going to mutually help each other out, we're taking care of other people, and we're all which is what the Lord wants us to do, right? Take care of yourself. You know, and take care of others. Love the Lord. Take care of our relationship with God. Take care of our relationship with other people. Says rejoice in hope Um, for everybody. That's the bottom line. You know, just when you see hope, it's okay, even if it's not your hope. Rejoice in it. Be glad other people feel that way. And in fact, sometimes when we share that, when we're open in our moments of difficulty. It helps us as well, does it not? We, we're fed by the love, by the hope of others. In, endure in affliction. So, hey, don't give in. Keep going. Persevere in prayer. I don't know. The list is going on. I don't know if you've been numbered. Of them. I actually kind of lost track anyway. but Persevere in prayer. Persevere in prayer It's the source of our of our strength. It's the source of our relationship with God. And clearly, prayer is going to take all kinds of different forms. So, you know, the prayer might be, showing up at a particular time as this prayer is being said at at church or this group is coming together or it's this particular kind maybe it's a road prayer or a ritual prayer maybe it's an impromptu prayer maybe it's just go out to Kensington and go on a nature walk prayer but we need to do that contribute to the needs of the holy ones contribute those who honestly and seriously need Things we take care of that's the beauty of, of, of our church this beauty of our parish here is, a, is there's such a big heart reaching out to take care of the needs of others. Exercise hospitality that's a cool little line because exercising hospitality means being active, which means you're kind of looking out for a situation even before the situation comes to you. you know someone might talk about something and you're, you're the one that says, "Oh wait, let's throw this party." well, maybe everybody didn't want to do that party, Um, but at least let's do this, you know. So we're kind of like being active, proactive. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Again, I think this goes back to that issue that things we don't always want to do because we're dealing with our own issues. I don't want to rejoice. I got nothing to rejoice about. Hey, you know what? If it's, that's where you're at. You just gotta let it, let it go and turn it. You know, that's that's we hear this word, turn over the Lord. But really, it's just sit back and allow God's voice to to touch you. And even if you're there, and it's okay, because we're all there sometime or another. We just don't feel like rejoicing. But if we don't feel like it, we shouldn't put barricades up for others. And weep with those who weep. Point is. You know, when we really can feel feel the high points and the low points both with people, it's really best for our relationships. Have the same regard for one another. You know, think the same for everybody, really. You know, um, as tough as that is, especially in polarized political situations and religious situations and all kinds of weird situations that go on, um, to kind of look a little deeper at people because... If we're to do that, if we're really to understand someone else, now we don't have to agree with them at all. So not what I'm saying. But to maybe understand at least where something is coming from, we have to take it at least in pause and, and see that. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Well, bottom line here is we're all equal. I think that, that's that's what Paul's trying to tell us. Do not be wise in your own estimation. And that's how he closes it out. You know... I think Paul's saying humility, humility draws people together, and conceit separates egoism separates those kind of things. so, as we go through this week, just kind of maybe pray on a couple of situations, certainly um, I'm going to be doing the same and look at those moments when I think I have been honestly a humble person and helped other people come together in those times where I know i haven't been a very humble person and how that has um, separated folks and what I might need to do to bring folks back together. So have a great Tuesday, everyone.